0: It's a brand new week of news, or what us newsies call brand news. (laughs) In the news biz, you gotta save time as much as possible so you never miss a hot scoop. That's why we always... My friend Mark Gurman has given more details on Apple's planned low-cost version of their upcoming Vision Pro headset. Don't worry, it's still expensive enough for you to flex on the poor people who can't afford it. While Gurman already claimed Apple would be using lower resolution displays and replacing the M series chip with an iPhone processor, he now also says that the eyesight feature, the revolutionary feature that reveals lifeless simulacra of your eyes on the external screen when you interact with another human or attempt to, will also be removed from the cheaper model. Notice I didn't say cheap, because apparently the company is looking to price the device somewhere between $1,500 and $2,500. Speaking of extra months, Gurman has also adjusted his prediction for when the new M3 MacBooks will launch from this month to early next year. The last time Apple launched new MacBook chips so early in the year was 2015. Maybe they should have delayed the iPhone 15 lineup too since yet another issue has been found, this time affecting just the 15 Pro Max. Some new owners of the flagship iPhone are reporting screen burn-in on its OLED display on social media. I don't know. I'm. I'm starting to think that maybe focusing all that effort on engineering a three thousand five hundred dollars headset might not have been the best idea. Can the Vision Pro get burned? It burns onto your eyes. <laughs> I'll never forget this 3D hollow memory. Intel has officially announced their 14th gen Raptor Lake refresh chips, just in time for them to be released on the 17th of October, or what us newsies call tomorrow. The launch includes three refreshed chips with K and KF versions of each that will all be releasing at the same price as their 13th gen predecessors, despite predictions of a price increase. But I mean, can you blame them in this economy? When the milk restock is rebranded as Milk Premium? Unfortunately, price isn't the only similarity here. Core counts are the same as last gen across the board, save for the i7-14700K, but all the new chips have higher boost frequencies while staying within the same power envelopes as last gen. That's good. Intel also claims that the 14th gen chips will have up to 23% better gaming performance than AMD's Ryzen 7000X3D series chips. Though, according to Tom's hardware, Intel's own benchmarks show an uplift of just 2% on average. For me, 2% only really matters if we're talking milk, which is delicious. Home or go home? Homo or home or go home? That doesn't make sense to Americans, sorry. That's 3.25%, but yeah, it's still good. However, Intel also says their refreshed chips will have up to 54% faster creator workflow versus the Ryzen 9 7950X, which is basically a passing grade on an English exam. Intel also announced their AI Assist overclocking plugin for their extreme tuning utility that uses AI algorithms to help you overclock your processor, which is helpful for people like me who have no idea what they're doing and just enter different numbers in to see what happens it's like betting your computer on a hand of poker. But if you win, it just gets slightly faster. And if you lose, you smell burnt toast. <laughs> it's a bad value proposition. AMD is being blamed by gaming handheld company GPD for the delay in shipping their new WinMax 2. Because there's always a reason crowdfunded projects are not on time ever. GPD has gone as far as to accuse Team Red of breach of contract because they didn't supply enough Ryzen 7 7840U APUs. Like all the best stories involving delayed products, GPD posted an update on the WinMax 2's Indiegogo page saying that AMD did not deliver enough of the chips to GPD's upstream supplier and therefore they didn't receive their expected second batch of APUs to fulfill backer orders. According to GPD themselves, all configurations with 32 gigs or 64 gigs of memory and two terabytes of storage are affected. And GPD seems to have no estimate for when affected orders will be delivered. According to video cards, these sorts of posts from board and OEM partners are rare, probably because most partners know to fear the Android, known as Dr. Lisa Sue and the laser beams she shoots from her eyes. Now it's time for Quick Bids, brought to you by Delete Me, the company that specializes in keeping your personal data Personal. With a simple Google search, you can find hundreds of online profiles sharing your personal information, which can lead to annoying robocalls, scam emails, and higher risk of identity theft. Instead of you wasting hours of your own time figuring out how to remove this data, Delete Me does it for you. Their team of experts and special software can opt you out from these people search websites in no time, and they'll even send you regularly personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. If you want to get your personal information removed from search results on the web. Go to joindeleteme.com/techlink and use code techlink for 20% off. With the calming regality of Mufasa's spirit, Simba. Now it's time for quick bits. Is that okay? Nvidia is hell-bent on pushing the envelope regarding what level of chunk is acceptable for graphics cards, but one intrepid modder has had enough. A Redditor going by Tech Taxi slapped the cooler of a two-slot Gameward RTX 4070 Ghost OC onto the PCB of a Gainward RTX 4080 Phoenix GX, resulting in astonishingly, a normal size graphics card. (gasps) What? The smallest commercially available RTX 4080 is the two and a half slot ASUS ProArt model, but hopefully the extensive performance data TechTaxi included in his post proves to Nvidia that it is in fact still possible to make graphics cards that can fit in your freezer. That's the part where you ask me, why the freezer? And I say, uh, nah, (laughs) shh, I'm not telling you. That's where I keep my GPUs. (laughs) Google's VP of engineering for Android, Dave Burke, announced in a Reddit AMA last week that the Pixel 8 and other OEMs will be able to support lossless audio output over USB-C. According to Burke, while Android 14 supports the feature in software, any Android phones need baked in hardware support to make the magic happen. Something Burke didn't mention is the Pixel 8's support for display over USB-C, which it has, at least if you root your phone to get around the block that Google put on it for some reason, why? Someone needs to organize an intervention for Google to address their addiction to killing features and services. They're like Dexter over here, it's not healthy. (laughs) We're concerned. (laughs) Another interesting bit from Mark Germanson's recent revelations concerns an Apple system that will allow retail store staff to wirelessly update sealed iPhones. The system consists of a pad-like device that will turn on iPhones even inside unopened boxes, run an update, then turn the phone back off. It feels somehow perfectly Apple to know that Tim Cook got his engineers to create groundbreaking new tech so your mom won't have to update her new iPhone on Christmas because that's like half the morning gone. You can't keep your mom happy, Tim Cook will. (laughs) Come on, Barbara, we're going to Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) A brand new RTX 4090 Founders Edition graphics card has been killed by a literal bug. You know, the kind with wings and six legs. You'd see more of them if you went outside. In a senseless kamikaze attack, an insect somehow crawled under this card's AD-102 GPU chip, like the actual GPU. Luckily, the card was brought back to life by the removal of the bug and the repair of a minor component. But sadly, the bug did not survive. Funnily enough, the first known computer bug was also an actual insect. Back in 1946, the Harvard computation lab suffered a metaphorical bug when a moth got trapped inside a relay. Relays were bigger than. What the heck was that? What is this, TechWiki? And telehealth platform Simple Practice is warning patients that Apple's new video reactions in FaceTime might result in call participants accidentally adding a heart emoji or virtual confetti during an awkward moment. The reactions are enabled by default and eight of them can be set off just by hand gestures. It might be nice to get two thumbs up from your therapist for managing to take a shower today, but a round of virtual fireworks just makes it seem sarcastic. Great job. Nice. Oh, God. Where's my next client? (laughs) But I'm not being sarcastic when I say you should come back on Wednesday for more tech news. Shower or not, we don't care.